1: Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island X. This episode features quizzer Jenny Ryan, who you'll know from being one of the chasers on the quiz show The Chase, though she's also done loads of other things like being on Celebrity Masterchef, which we talk about, and also X Factor Celebrity 2. Anyway, she was really funny and nice to talk to, but in one section we're talking about Tony Stark. You know, the guy that invented Iron Man in the Marvel sagas. And I realised later that I'd been calling him Tony Starks the whole time. And I only mention it because I think this is the sort of thing that would really annoy hardcore fans of the genre. Um, So I don't want any complaints or threats about that, okay? Jenny didn't pick me up on it because she's nice. Uh, so i said it a lot but what can i say sometimes i'm a dick as well i think my confusion might be due to the fact that one of ghostface killers pseudonyms is tony starks with an s at the end but who knows anyway look if you can get over that huge error then i'm sure you'll enjoy this episode so why not go and subscribe and give us a rating and don't forget you can follow us on twitter and instagram at dicks Pod. okay on with the show here's desert island dicks with jenny ryan <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest, and here to share their desert island dicks with us today is Quizzer Jenny Ryan. Hello.
0: Hello. Oh it's it's lovely to be here sunning myself on my on my desert island, <laughs> enjoying the, the beautiful weather. It's no doubt raining, obviously. <laughs>
1: Well, it's probably nice there because we haven't added any dicks to the island yet, but uh, we'll find out those in due course. Um, how are you doing this week? Has this been an easy task for you, or has it been a struggle?
0: It's been a struggle hmm. because the more I the more I look into my own psyche, the more I realise I'm not I'm. It's not that I'm I'm a lover not a hater. It, I'm I'm not a hateful person, and I, there's people that I will take a dislike to and then I start to ameliorate that mm-hmm. so I think I'm an ameliorator not a hater <laughs> so I'll always be trying to think oh well but oh and we see, we're just seeing the screen persona oh um are oh, they probably really nice in real life or oh they did this they did mm. that so I will always try and look at the the nice things about somebody so it's actually really difficult also I don't want to get into a a, a real life beef with anybody yeah. Particularly.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's the thing. I think that's what people who listen... Oh, so I've got a nice uh, police car driving past at the minute. Um, I think that's what people don't realise sometimes about when you're a guest on the podcast. is you Obviously, it's hard for people with a high profile to be rude about people in the public eye. You know, whereas people like don't me... Don't want to burn
0: any bridges. That's no. That's the thing. Yeah, it's, I mean... it's um, hard. It's no. hard to, to work it out. Yeah. But, I mean... I mean, in the end, I've got some no-brainers.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Because I've been doing this for long enough now that I've started to get a little bit paranoid that one day I might meet people and uh, and it's going to be and people are just going to become an awful person. So I'm I'm staying locked down forever now for the duration of this. <laughs> for as long as I do this podcast. I'm just I'm staying in COVID rules.
0: <laughs> it's the best way to avoid a, a street fight, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Well, let's get stuck right into it. Then, who's going to be your first choice for the island?
0: Um, my first choice now i've i've kind of have wimped out a little bit on the other ones but this is a real life person Mm -hmm. um it is someone i've worked with now before i started uh, on the chase Mm -hmm. i asked my then partner to describe or to name the person on television who was the direct opposite of me and within a second he said joey essex (laughs) um now i I've nothing against you know the tawey the the uh the the reality t v that scripted reality stuff because it's not for me mm. but I know it is entertainment for other people and you know, I've met people who have been on those shows and they're absolutely lovely um however <laughs> <laughs> uh going back to that thing of of me usually going oh they're probably really nice in real life I uh, I was on celebrity master Chef last year which is s- still feels like a weird a weird <laughs> thing for me to be able to say I wouldn't have believed it a few years ago um and I was thrown in at the deep end um, as the captain of a task mm-hmm. where we had to cook for I think 60 people in a tent on a cliff at Dover. And my team um, included uh, Mr. Essex. Mm. And I'd kind of assumed that it was a bit of a persona. And when, when you get into that situation, you you, you know, the, the nice cooperative side of you tends to come out. I've watched that show for many years. And I thought, you know, everybody just knuckles down. Everybody gets the nose to the grindstone, gets stuff done that needs doing, yeah. because you don't want to mess up the other people. Yeah. It's 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 the it's the teamwork vibe. And that was true of everybody except for the man who's I I describe him as my nemesis. He's no idea he's my nemesis, but he is my <laughs> nemesis. Um uh so I spent much of the time allocated to us to cook these 60 portions cajoling, bossing Joey about, trying to find things for him to do. Then, trying to explain to him how to do them, then watching him make a half hearted attempt to do them before making an excuse as to why he couldn't do that task, and then having to find another task, <laughs> so he took up he took up half my time yeah. and it was so exasperating and it was excuse after excuse after excuse, <laughs> and I just thought it's not a put on this this he just he's just lazy yeah. and he's not. He's, thankfully, the the other two guys on my team were absolute. I would you know two of the hardest men who've existed in sport. We had Razor Ruddock and hmm. Dillian White, the heavyweight boxer. And those two lads were taking orders from me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was I was trying to get them to do stuff, and they knuckled down. And at one point, uh, Razor had to step in and and very carefully explain to Joey how to how to fillet a fish. But he was wielding the knife in a in a rather um, intimidatory manner, <laughs> <laughs> and Joey actually did it, even though he complained that he was scared of fish and he hated fish and he hated the smell of fish and he wouldn't touch a fish. He wouldn't touch garlic. He wouldn't touch onions. Uh, there was so much he wouldn't oh, do. And it was it was the most frustrating. I've, I've got PTSD about it, <laughs> and I had no I had no preconception about the guy before yeah. taking up this challenge i thought i take people as i find them and i want to give him a chance and the fact that he put this additional workload onto everybody else just mm. showed that he just doesn't seem to be a very nice person yeah so i i'm just extrapolating that to being <laughs> on this desert island right we need to build a shelter joe oh well, i'm scared of sand <laughs> um I, I, I once uh, I once got a splinter, so I can't go and pick wood. Um, There's th- this yeah. point on the challenge where we asked him to peel some potatoes and he peeled two potatoes and dropped them both in the bin and then said he couldn't do it without dropping them in the bin.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, because it, it's not like you didn't know when you went on Celebrity MasterChef that there would be some cooking involved. It's not like you went yeah. on Mastermind and then they said, oh, by the way, could you knock us off you know, a lovely chocolate <laughs> ganache? You know, it's it's, like, it's kind of the answers in the question. It's celebrity master chef. So...
0: You're going to be expected to, to touch some food and to work with other people. Yeah. That's Those are the two things that are guaranteed to happen if you're on that show.
1: And... Onion is in everything you can't be scared of onion. that's like the basis of most savory dishes is like start with an onion. We just
0: didn't want we didn't want to touch it and get smelly hands. Oh, I think was the thing um well I don't want
1: to smell Joey essex's hands, so I mean it's like it wouldn't matter you know, just pick yeah. it up
0: exactly oh. but so so I think it, for me it was the disappointment of uh, it was such a letdown, yeah. He wasn't supportive. he didn't see that everyone else was sweating. literally we were sweating away mm. in this tent, yeah. trying to cook all these meals, and that he was adding to the burden. I think someone who will always try and find a reason to to not do something and to get somebody else to do it is the last person that I would want on that desert island. i want I want team players every day of the week that's what I'm after. And I think actually that's a theme with the three three dicks (laughs) I've picked is they're not team players.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that would just be horrendous if you're sort of when there's someone like a grown up, when you have to actually treat them like a child, it's one of the most frustrating things in the world. Because I think often everyone sort of thinks as a child, your life is better. But I think as a grown up, most of the time, I think it's easier. You know, like there's a lot fewer confrontations to get into and day to day squabbles because you've learned how to coexist a bit better. And, yeah. you know, it's not as frustrating. And then you get someone like that and you're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in kindergarten again.
0: Yeah. How, how, how do you get through life? And I think the answer is probably money.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Without you know, the, you, you wouldn't really get along like that if you didn't have the money to pay other people to do stuff. Mm. Um, it's it, there's, there's just zero work ethic, and it's ignorance is no excuse. I don't know how to do that. You can get away with yeah. that when you're four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, even now, like, I'd say to my son, I was like, no, no, no. Now you're old enough to learn how to do this. So let's do it together. And then I can yeah. sit down for longer and you can just do something on your own. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's that sort of... Because um, sometimes with like celebrities, you kind of think, well, like maybe you've just got lazy over time. and But as long as you can do something else a bit better, you know, maybe we can overlook that. But if you're just famous for being yourself and saying silly things and you're also mm-hmm. like that, there's not a lot to sort of fall back on and and kind of defend you with is there So like, no you know this is your public persona and you can't do anything in real life so what's <laughs> what is the point of view
0: famous for your incompetence is i mean it gets you into politics these i was days, just gonna so, say yeah. i mean that's that's possibly the next step for old joe mm. is uh he's running for running for public office <laughs> uh but yeah the Imagine your whole reason for being in the public eye is for being yourself, and that's you. It's reality. That is you. And then it turns out that you are an ass. really. Yeah. It's just a selfishness of of thinking you can get through life like that.
1: Exactly. And I, I find that, you know, despite hosting this podcast, you know, it's nice to be surprised about... Sometimes you meet someone... Uh, in my work, I've met people that I've previously disliked or whatever, musicians that I can't stand. And when you meet them, it's always better if they're nice because you're like, all right, okay, I hate your music, but actually, you know, you're just doing your thing. It's not for me, but you're all As right. You're a decent person. So that makes me hate you less. And that, when that when your song comes on next i'll hate it a bit less you know so generally (laughs) i want to like everyone in the world i want to be a positive person but yeah when they just prove you right it like doubles the amount you dislike them because then you've got like factual evidence to back it up with
0: absolutely you you know you know that 99 percent of your irrational hatreds are irrational Mm. you see someone on the screen you switch them off because you you're just so annoyed by their existence and you're not really sure why yeah. and you know that is probably if you went for a beer with them or you know they, they came around and had a cup of tea you'd be absolutely you're a human being yeah you know your yeah. product is not for me but doesn't mean to say we can't coexist on a human level I, I, I always tend to think of people like that and 99% of the time you're absolutely right there's that one percent when you th- you actually you double down on it you're, yeah, yeah. I, I was absolutely right to dislike you in the first place <laughs> yeah
1: and now i've got <laughs> empirical evidence and i can actually give you you know bullet points of why you're a complete dick <laughs> <laughs> well that's good i like it when there's like actual you know concrete rationale behind these things so that's good and uh, he's on the island with you winding everyone up being useless i mean yeah, maybe you could use him for firewood eventually. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's too food. too violent. Food. Yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably be probably quite bland given his like his tastes. You know, oh, I don't yeah. like anything interesting, so he'd need a lot of seasoning. But you know, in a pinch, it's flesh mm. on the barbecue. So fair enough.
0: Absolutely. You've got you've got to see the best in people, and you know, grilled <laughs> Joey might be the best we can get out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but, not advocating cannibalism unless it's extreme circumstances. Well, these are
1: extreme circumstances, Jenny. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, if I found you eating Jerry Essex tomorrow, I imagine you know the media would have a field day. But you know, in these, in a pinch, as I say, any port in a storm. So I think yeah. it's it's fine. Okay, well, let's find out who's going to be joining him. Who's your next choice for the island?
0: Um my next choice um this could be a bit divisive okay. but also it is a wimp out because it's a fictional character um <laughs> okay. uh, my choice is tony stark from the marvel
1: cinematic universe mm okay yeah why have you picked him because
0: it's all his fault <laughs> it's all it just he's just so arrogant and he doesn't take responsibility he's got that sort of entitled state of mind from mm. from dick number 1 that uh, you know he can do what he wants and if he wants to uh, you know carry on and and do what he likes or not do something just because he doesn't want to do it it must go for for everybody um there's a lot of moments i've i've rewatched the the marvel cinematic universe during the lockdown with my mum mm. because she asked to watch <laughs> all the films we've watched them all in sequence um with occasional input from my stepdad, who's an, he's not really a, a an action, a, adventure, comic book, film kind of guy, mm. um, but every time he came in, he, he would get furious when Tony Stark was on. He's like that so <laughs> What? Why? Do, why does anybody like him? And I know that some people hero worship him and think Iron Man really? is the best, best of the heroes. Okay. When he's you know he's this really arrogant, deeply unpleasant. Playboy millionaire philanthropist or billionaire, um, I think he is. Uh, that's that's how he self describes. Mm. Um, not much of the philanthropy when he's creating Ultron, who uh, ends up trying to destroy the planet and kills thousands of people in Sokovia. And yeah, I've got quite into it. Um, <laughs> but he he's he's got this pure arrogance of being brought up incredibly rich, incredibly white incredibly American patriot and um, even when he has his world view challenged the, sort of the, the the point of his story arc in the Iron Man films is that he's he's made, well his dad made the family money out of arms dealing. Wholesome. And he finds out quite quickly in the first film how, how morally reprehensible it is in the modern era to be still profiteering out of out of people's lives so he mm. has that story up, but it doesn't make him a nicer person it just means yeah. that he slightly changes the direction of his company it, and and by doing so he creates situations that put the entire universe in peril and he's caused the death of tens of thousands of people directly
1: yeah and it's not like you just went oh god weapons are bad here's all my money unicef go and do something good you know let's yeah. end poverty you just went <laughs> I'm going to build a different kind of weapon. Um, oh, it's, it's
0: a defence system.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah mean, you can say a... that about like every kind of weapon. Uh, yeah. I, see, I've only seen the uh, Iron Man films. I haven't seen the Marvel the Universe films. Um, but yeah, it's that sort of total arrogance that you, you talk about. Is completely right. And that sort of, You know, it's that it's that kind of history is written by the victors. It's like you're still just a white man blowing loads of stuff up like it doesn't there's no sort of moral compass here. It's just that you're not dead. So it's okay. It's not there's no sort of, uh, you know, figuring out the the balance of the rest of the morals. It's just you're okay, so it must be fine. And then at one point the army are going, we want this suit. And you're like, no, 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 it's my suit. I'm in charge. And it's like, Mm. well, just don't build the suit. Or like, you know, or like I say, put all your wealth into, you know, learning how to sort of uh, make crops grow in Africa. Like, yeah. there you go. Do that. Don't he, just build a different if, weapon.
0: He's an absolute genius. He could have cured cancer. Yeah. He could have done it. He had the money and the brains and the resources to immediately. It's like, I hate Batman as well.
1: Yeah. Same deal, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's that it's that single-minded, psychopathic arrogance. mm of not really just seeing the numbers of things, and at least if you're looking at the Marvel films, that a lot of the uh, other heroes do have a significant moral journey, or they have they they really grapple with the moral dilemmas mm. of you know it, it upsets a lot of them that one person dies, let alone thousands. Yeah, they, like really, they will get quite emotional about it, and then see it as a reason for changing themselves. Mm. Uh, you know, the Hulk doesn't even want to. You know, Bruce Banner doesn't want to become the Hulk because of the lack of control. Whereas Tony Stark's making all this technology and just flinging it out there. I'm just going to yeah. whiz around the world in this suit with lasers that can melt things. Mm. you Insane human being. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, you know, I would recommend watching the the rest of the Marvel films because. All the other characters are better and more interesting than Tony <laughs> Stark, and people absolutely look up to him. And they mm. brought out um, Captain America: Civil War, and it was like, "Are you on Team Iron Man or Team Captain America?" I'm like, uh, "No, <laughs> dilemma there whatsoever." <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what the situation's gonna be, but I'm Team Cap because he yeah. actually, you know, he weighs things up in a kind of moral moral compass way yeah. in which Tony doesn't.
1: I wonder if people like Iron Man just because the rest of them, you're like, okay, if I want to think in a sort of playground kind of scenario, if I want to think who I'm going to be, well, the Hulk, I'd like his power, but I don't really want to turn into a big green thing. Whereas Tony Stark's, you're like, well, he's got a suit that I can change into and it's quite fun, you know, it's a fun toy. So maybe people identify with that. But I think it's like this sort of, you know, you sit in politics a lot. It's like someone who's immensely privileged with not that much experience in world affairs thinks, "Well, I can just sort this out. I don't know what's going on here. I've got no experience in running the transport or the healthcare system of this country, but it can't be that difficult. Move aside now. Oh, I've gone and ballsed everything up. But well, mm. don't worry, someone else will take care of that. What's the next big thing? You know, yeah. it's that. It's you've been in power for too long that you haven't seen the real world, and mm. you just think that. By dint of your privilege, everything is easy to sort out,
0: and it is now. It, you, we're seeing it in US and UK politics. Uh, we're mm. getting, we're getting, we're getting into it now, guys. <laughs> um, it's, it's that the pure arrogance of mm. making a mistake, but not admitting a mistake was made. Definitely not by you. Let's just move on to the next without putting your hands up to anything. Yeah. Um. And and you that is deaf that's one hundred percent Tony Stark. It's he doesn't even acknowledge that really the events after sort of Age of Ultron. He he's responsible for this huge artificial intelligence that wants to that thinks the best thing for the world. Whenever whenever an evil thing is created by human intelligence, it always goes to a logical conclusion that well best thing for the planet wipe out all the humans they're evil yeah. that's you know that actually makes perfect sense because yeah. uh, the the planet's in a terrible state because of us um which sh- they could be fixing things but yeah mm. so um and it and it's he never admits that that was his fault or anything after that resulted from that was his fault and you do see that it's a, i don't see a problem with that someone else Came up with the original idea, and just because I implemented it doesn't mean that I've made any mistake anywhere ever. <laughs> so I'm not resigning. Yeah. I, w- I want to see more resignations. That's why I, w- I miss resignation resignations. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? Oh,
1: I love them. Yeah. It's yeah. Better, like, oh wait, there's a cat. Oh, he's got his wife with him. He's going yeah. down. Yeah. Know.
0: I put the put the um. I put the decimal point in the wrong place in the report. So I must resign in shame. Yeah. You know. Great. Yeah. Oh, there, there was a headline in the papers about. You know my uh, extramarital whatevers. I must resign in disgrace. Those were the days. Nobody yeah. resigns now. It's funny. Cling on it? like, for dear life.
1: <laughs> it's like at school when you know they go, okay, well, uh, you know we've got this chart. If you do something bad, you get a black mark on this side. Or you get a gold star. And then there's always the kid that just found out it was totally meaningless. And mm-hmm. then once they found out that that actually, you know. You didn't have to do anything because of this meaningless sticker. You're impervious, and the system broke down. It's like that with politics. They just go, "Are you going to resign?" Like, no. Well, but we're all angry, and the papers are angry, and everyone's angry. Like, yeah, but
0: you can't fire me. Can't <laughs> do
1: anything. And you go, "Oh, but we'll, oh, we've got nothing. Fuck. Oh, you're still in power. <laughs> Damn it." <laughs> and they just pulled the pulled the curtain away. And you went, I didn't realise so much of it was based on being a nice human being at some point.
0: Yeah. Accountability, um, where has it gone?
1: Yeah. And on a practical level, Tony Stark's on the island. I mean, most of the time he's gonna be sodding off in a cave somewhere, you know, working on his next machine, which, you know, might get you saved, but he might just fuck off on his own and fly out with his rocket boots at Fine. some point. Using up all the resources. You're gonna wake up one day, look out, and go, Where's the sea gone? And he's just used <laughs> all of the water. He's boiled some, it. Yeah, he just boiled it. <laughs> for some cooling mechanism in his, his suit.
0: Mm. And so. he sold all the salt. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so
0: actually, we're probably quite we we're, we're probably building up a nice economy on our <laughs> island.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you can't leave then because because you're so in, integral to the economy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very very fine choice. Yeah, he's a dick, Tony Stark. He's an yeah, absolute arsehole
0: And and don't get me started. Why why is Pepper having anything to do with him? Like he signs over some of the company to her. You don't you don't have to marry him after that. You've got it in writing. You don't have yeah. to have anything to do with him. Just walk away. Just <laughs> just do the CEO thing. Yeah. Uh, if it's about the money, Which you can't. Oh, you know, the heart's a funny thing, but crikey, <laughs> he's hard to like.
1: Mm,
0: yeah. Although some people like him, and I'd, yeah, that I think that's probably it's it's something I should ask people when I first meet them. Who's your favourite? Marvel superhero and if they say Iron Man I'm I'm out I'm done
1: but I think they just like the stuff though they see he's got a load of cars loads of watches a big house he's got a big fiery flying suit you know people just like the gadgets it's like I don't think they I don't know well I don't mm. know as I say I haven't watched the films I've only seen Iron Man but um if you, yeah. don't,
0: if you don't say that you want to be Captain Marvel then you're a maniac because <laughs> she's the most powerful thing in the universe. Okay, She's got well, that all the better. superpowers. She's amazing.
1: That sounds like a slightly jump the shark moment when they went, "What's the new one going to have? <laughs> Everything."
0: <laughs> well, that's uh, the the they the, call that OP when you talk about superhero powers or gaming powers. Oh, overpowered. Okay. Um, and I think that's why they brought her and Doctor Strange in quite late in the sequence because they've they're just what's the point of anyone else? <laughs> they'll just come along and sort it all out between them one's got magic one can fly and basically have anyone in a fight Mm. there you go
1: done nice i like that when they're dishing out the superpowers what's yours i want to have anyone in a fight (laughs) there you go
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey what's your name fight man (laughs) outside now that's what he's called
1: fair enough okay also i love the the idea of you sitting between Joey Essex, someone as thick as Joey Essex and someone as bright but malevolent as Tony Starks, just, and you're sitting in the middle trying to sort of negotiate and peace keep, just, yeah. oh man, can you imagine the conversations? Yeah. Okay, well let's find out who's <laughs> going to join those two then. Who's your third choice?
0: Um, it's not only a fictional character, it's not even a human. Okay. <laughs> um, my final choice is, uh, it's another of my televisual nemesis. Mm-hmm. it's Bing.
1: Yes, ah, oh, Bing. Bing. God.
0: Who, I could tell you're a parent of a small child because... Every
1: parent listening to this is cheering right now.
0: Honestly, there's, there are such great shows available mm. for preschoolers. And the fact that Bing is being churned out with the most miserable, whiny little main character who's supposed to be your hero. Bing, this little rabbit who can't do anything for itself yeah it's just oh just the most incompetent and surrounded by enablers Mm. this is it this it's this my choices are writ large it's people who are surrounded by enablers who allow them to continue incompetence rather than learning anything or doing anything for themselves becoming self-sufficient and not only that bing has got flop flops his carer who seems to be a toy which is a bit weird yeah um Mark Rylance and David Threlfall have got themselves involved in this shenanigans, right? I, I, I'm 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 shamed for them. I'm yeah. a sh- they're fine actors. Why have they got themselves into this trap? Get yourself on Hey Dougie, Now that's a quality television program for children exactly. and adults alike.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I was so you know when when I first had my son, and I kind of just thought that's what kids tv was like i just thought it's all going to be shit so you might as well just bed in and learn to accept it and then i found things like hey dougie there's one called sarah and duck i'm a big fan of yeah. and you went oh these are funny they're interesting they're like slightly surreal you know and then bing comes along you are like, fuck it what are you doing bing and everything he says is like even if he says something good it sounds like a moan he'll be like We went to the park today and I kicked my football. You think, God, what is wrong with this rabbit?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a retrograde step in terms of children's programmes. It's it's, it's infantilising our infants, is what it is. Expect
1: more. Absolutely. And for something that's on the BBC as well, very bad uh, grammar and language. He always sort of uses the wrong past tense. He's like... I picked it up, or something like that. Where was like, I can't think of any good examples now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he he can't use the past tense properly, um, and that's not he, educational. No, and also they, they never, there's never sort of a lesson like on Sesame Street or something. It might be that you know a kid threw something and it broke, and then he was upset. And then they go, well, listen, you know, this is what happens when you throw something, you know, so you've got to be careful with stuff because, you know, maybe we can fix it, but, you know, you've got to... And this, everything happens to Bing. He goes, oh, I threw a phone in the toilet. And they're like, don't worry, Bing, we all do stupid things. You're like, no. Yes. Yeah. I've got to get a new phone now. I'm working from home. <laughs> it's not it's hard enough as it is. And now I've lost all my contacts. So I didn't back it up to the cloud recently. What am I going to do, Bing? Sort yeah, it out. You're not going to buy come a new on. one.
0: Your actions have consequences. Yeah,
1: and that's a useful lesson for children. It's not always easy, but like, I don't mean like really rub it in the whole time, you know.
0: Yeah, it doesn't mean to be hard. Yeah, but... tell him off,
1: give him a biscuit afterwards, you know. But like, yeah, he's just awful.
0: Yeah, the, 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 I've had this rage for a few. I think it's it was at least four <clears> years <throat> since um, I had a few days helping my my best friend, whose daughter I am godmother to. Uh, Out with a bit of childcare, I had a couple of days free, so I I was I was in the house with her for the half days she wasn't in nursery, and she likes a bit of TV, so we watched a nice bit of Hey Dougie every day, bit Mm -hmm. of Peppa Pig. I I still like Peppa Pig.
1: Yeah,
0: I think it's uh, it's a it's a classic of its genre, Mm. and she was oh I want to watch Bing, I want to watch Bing and watch this episode where Bing wets himself. It might be Mm. Pando who wets himself.
1: They're the same.
0: And again, there was no consequence to it. It was just like, oh, that happens.
1: Yeah.
0: you like, yeah, yeah but the, I thought the lesson would be about tell a grown-up when you think that you need the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or there, there needed to be some... It was just... And uh, and the tone of it is just so... Bing is so whingy. And then Flop comes in and goes, oh, it's all right, we'll just sort it out because we're in charge. Yeah. That's how Joey Essexes are formed.
1: Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out that Bing was like 27 or something and he's just in this suspended state of animation because he's been so mollycoddled. I got this shock the other day because normally... They, you know, like CBBS, it's you know very routine because you know it's always the mm-hmm. same every day, and that's what you want. And so sort of things coincide at different points, and you get used to sort of the stuff that's on earlier. Obviously, is more babyish because you're up earlier with the babies. And nowadays, Bing's one of the earliest on, so we tend to miss it now. My son's a bit older, but the other day it was about half nine or something in the morning on a Saturday. Turn on the telly, it's sodding Bing is on. They must have uh. moved him in the schedules. I, I thought now we always escape Bing. And he's he's fucking there still.
0: He's following you around. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to have your backing on Bing, because it does feel it felt a little bit you know cold hearted going for a a children's rabbit, but he is the worst one.
1: He has he has been picked before and uh, and with good reason. He's he's a popular choice, and I, I as I say as I. As we record this, a very kind listener is working out a spreadsheet for us He's volunteered to compile a spreadsheet of everyone and everything picked on this island. And at some point I'll be able to give you the stats. But he's not far behind Piers Morgan, I think, is Bing. So, I mean, the hatred is real. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those where I kind of think, anyone listening who hasn't seen him, sometimes you go, oh, you've got to watch this just to get a sense of it. Just don't. Just, you'll you'll no, see don't it bother. one day. Just, just don't. don't.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean it was close for me. If I was picking fictional cartoon animals, um I w I could have picked Jerry from Tom and Jerry.
1: Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Arse. <laughs> Absolute arse. Sets Tom up to fail every time. Tom's mm. just doing his job. <laughs> Come on. But Bing's just that that ineffectual sort of uh Yeah. Mm, someone yeah. else will deal with this. Someone else will clean up my mess. I'm a politician.
1: If you met if you met a child like Bing, you'd be like if your friend had a kid that was like Bing, you'd come away just going, "Oh my god, they like I don't know how disappointed in you as a parent." Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I don't don't even have kids, and it's and it's it still sticks with me that the four years ago, basically three days of watching Bing. Mm. And, and it's a PTSD situation for me. Yeah, I can, I can visualise every moment of it.
1: I just love the thought of like Iron Man and and Bing and, and uh, Jerry Essex <laughs> on the island together. It's such a great Iron image. Bing. <laughs> Iron <laughs> Bing. No, don't let him near the suit. What are you doing? I broke the suit. <laughs> and then Tony Stark's going, is this all right? No, it's not all right, Bing. And killing Bing.
0: So yeah. it might be okay in the end.
1: Roast rabbit.
0: I yeah. mean, that's not cannibalism.
1: No, that's <laughs> true.
0: Even if it's an anthropomorphic rabbit.
1: <laughs> I think that's fine. OK, <laughs> now, Jenny, mercifully amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad?
0: I'm terrible with food because I pretty much like everything. Mm,
1: I'm um,
0: sorry. The, the, the food I don't like is liver. But if you had liver there, you know what I'd do? I'd make it into pate. Yeah. I like pate. I like the flavour of liver. It's just the texture of the of the product itself. Mm. So I, w- I would do something with it. So this one was this was the hardest thing yeah. to choose. Because um, I, I will make the best of a bad job, but I'm I'm traumatized still from childhood by carob.
1: Carob, yes. Now I haven't had this, but I know friends who have talked about it from their childhood. For those who aren't familiar with it, give us a little. Uh, description
0: so carob is an alleged chocolate replacement mm. alleged <laughs> carob is actually if you have those uh chocolate treats for dogs <laughs> cuz uh, dogs can't have chocolate cuz it's the the theobromine or whatever that they're intolerant of and it mm. probably killed them so this is what you would give a a, a dog and uh, there was a a strong period during i think the 70s and 80s where uh, parents would try to fob their children off with a, a bag of carob buttons rather than a bag of chocolate buttons, and every time ta- they get me every time. I think it's a strong a strong incentive for me as a very small child to learn to read. So I could read when I was three, and I think it was mostly because I wanted to be able to to tell tell when they were trying to fob me off with yeah, carob. Yeah. From yeah. the health food shop, just it was supposed to be some healthy alternative and to stop you getting hooked on sugar or whatever, and it just made you adore chocolate even more mm. yeah,
1: <laughs> because
0: it was. it was it's this paper not powdery, dry brown stuff that's got a very vague idea of chocolate about it, but it really is not, and I don't think there's anything worse in food than total disappointment. Like that, when you think you're biting into a, a, a chip and it's actually some badly cooked parsnip in a
1: roast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think sort of getting very close to something that you really like and finding out it's not is just, it's such a disappointment, isn't it? And like, yeah. Yeah, it's a good choice. I think, I think, yeah, all these things, it's like if you're going to just be healthy about it, just give them the bad thing less and let them enjoy it. It's like, you know, just have, have smaller amounts of the bad thing you know it's like yeah and also with kids I always think like with chocolate and stuff you know I don't want to give give them chocolate all the time but it's like I drink too much you know I go you know I'll go to the pub if I can kids don't have the pub so all they've hmm. got is chocolate so occasionally they need a bit of that you know same as daddy needs a drink now and again
0: yeah and you at least give them something high quality so they know to appreciate yeah You know, you'll get the most out of, you know, a nice, a nice bit of high quality chocolate. Just a little square of that Mm. is better than a million carobs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the sort of weird, deceitful nature of it. Or like, because also I don't think there's anyone, it's not like, I don't know, like dark, you know, some people like very, very dark chocolate. And I don't find that particularly enjoyable. So if that's all that's on offer, I'm like, well, that won't scratch the chocolate itch. So I'm happy to not have that. No one's saying Mm. they like carob. So it's failed. It's not like, oh, mm. I like a bit of chocolate. Oh, I don't. You know, who likes carob? Nobody fucking likes it. So just give no. up. You've lost. It's not the same. Pick a new thing. No,
0: it doesn't work as a chocolate replacement. It doesn't work as a chocolate alternative.
1: Mm. Because
0: if you if you don't like chocolate, why are you going to touch carob? Yeah. And it doesn't. It just doesn't work except for dogs. Yeah. So just stay, save it for the dogs. Yeah, and dogs eat That's all kinds
1: of shit anyway, so it's not like, it's not <laughs> like you know, just because they eat it doesn't mean it's nice. I mean, they, they do eat shit sometimes, you know, so what do they know, idiots? It
0: was, it was always super disappointing because we'd go to, there was a health food stall in the market hall in Bolton, mm. and there were some great, th- I knew there were some really nice things there. They did dried banana chips, mm. and they made sarsaparilla, like from the cordial there and you had a little they gave you a little glass and you drank it there and then. Um they they had brilliant, brilliant things. Best of all they had panda licorice. Oh mm. I remember Beautiful. Those, yeah. lovely stuff. It was like it was like a, a proto Holland and bar at this place, but with sarsaparilla. Um and of all the things you could get me from there, a bag of carob buttons mm. was I'd rather have, you know, some multivitamins. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Just chew on them. Definitely. It'll be better. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, health food shops. I mean, Holland and Barrett still exist, obviously. But I think mm. there used to be, a, like, a very different type of one. Because Holland and Barrett, mainly it's, like, supplements and stuff, isn't it? But yeah. But I remember health food shops when I was young. And it was, like, there was a really distinct smell. Almost, like, mm. you'd go in there and it was, like, unmistakable. And, yeah, there's always the jar of things on the, the like, the pretend sweets on the counter. Maybe, like... You know, I could sort of get into the aniseed balls. They were right. And then there were these weird twig things. And I was like, I don't know what that yeah. is. Tried that once because it looked interesting. Never again. And then after a while, you just stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and that on an island.
0: Yeah, yeah, bring back those kind of, yeah, those kind of... Jo- there, there was always something interesting, yeah. at least. Yeah. You know, it's, it was experimental. And now you go in and it is all, you know, protein powders and yeah. and those huge tubs of dust
1: and things like
0: that yeah <laughs> yeah none of that that i mean that could be on there just a, tubs of protein powder yeah yeah rather than food yeah. no thanks none of
1: the fun like all of one particular ingredient but nothing actually fun or nothing for the soul you know everything for the body nothing for the soul
0: yeah you're going to have all your you're going to have all your nutrients and you're not going to die mm. and you're going to feel full but at what cost yeah yeah i feel the same about jogging. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you, it keeps you alive, but at what cost?
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And so what will you be washing down the caribou? What's your drink choice?
0: Uh it's on a very, very similar vein. <laughs> um <laughs> I I really don't like the taste of sweeteners in general. Yes. Um and I don't like the the fact that nowadays even full fat drinks um, are being watered down with sweeteners. Sam Pellegrino's gone now, I can't drink that anymore because <laughs> I can just taste the sweetener mm. in it. Just put less sugar in it or give us a smaller can, that's what I say. So the worst of them all for me is a diet cola mm. and that uh, for, for me is only vaguely tolerable if it is ice cold. Yeah. So the worst thing for me would be a lot of room temperature diet coke.
1: Mm cuz what's the point? Yeah.
0: Again, it, it you know, it gives you a a slight cola flavor. Mm. And it's healthier for you, but at what cost at zero joy. Yeah. I, I I some people like I don't get it. Why do some people like it? What's wrong with them?
1: <laughs> I don't even know if it is better for you though, is it? Cuz like those sweet no. I mean sugar at least it is like a natural thing once, you know. I mean it is a sort of refined and processed and obviously it is bad and addictive in lots of ways i don't think those like aspartame and things like that i don't think they're good for you either it's like and I've, I've, I've said this on the podcast before at my workplace um we used to have like free fizzy drinks in these fridges and most people would sort of take them or leave them but the people who drank diet coke were like hooked on the diet coke yeah. and if if it had run out or hadn't been restocked overnight or whatever they would be clucking they were like Smackheads basically waiting for a fix. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Like more than people miss coffee, and I just thought, well, what is what is in there? Because people are just like you could see them like scratching at themselves, waiting for the diet coke. It's nuts.
0: It's absolutely true, and and I I've I've led to believe from from the reading I've done that actually having those kind of sweeteners increases your sweet tooth it increases your craving for sweet things Uh, so you're having to continually try to replace it whereas if you have something that's real sugar that completely satiates the mm. craving and it's gone away for the the normal amount of time if you as long as you're not just you know having ridiculous amounts of sugar so one can of coke will probably mean if you if you just have that you know, a couple of times a week, you probably won't want any more than that. Mm. You think it's too sweet for you, but if you're having a diet coke, you think, "Oh, it's good for me. I'll have another one." That means you're three times the craving yeah. for sugar, yeah. and you're not still not having the sugar, so you're just you're just up in the ante. It is like a drug addiction. Yeah.
1: yeah. So
0: you you are better off in many cases, like having a sugar-free chocolate alternative. Mm. You're better off having a small amount of the real stuff yeah. than lots and lots of the horrible replacements. So yeah, it's it, it it is weird. The you're you're absolutely right. I've seen those people mm. who drink nothing but diet coke. Yeah, and they've always got one on the go.
1: And like at times when no one else would drink, I mean, now and again, if you're really hungover, you might have a coke quite early in the day. Yeah. But I mean they're drinking on a daily basis like a diet coke at nine in the morning or something and you think this is i don't yeah. know man
0: yeah you'd have a word with them if it was red bull
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: and it's the same sort of principle of are you all right mate yeah you're not having you're not having a you know a glass of whiskey at that time in the morning no so i mean uh, hardly ever at yeah. least
1: you know Um, yeah but yeah i just think if you're gonna do it bing's on yeah you're
0: completely entitled to have a glass of whiskey at nine a.m. i
1: think it's okay if you're still up from the night before then it's okay so that's why i make sure to do all my morning drinking um but you know as i always say if you're gonna do something wrong do it right and diet coke and caribou are a perfect example of doing wrong wrong you know yeah
0: (laughs) i'd rather have nothing
1: yeah Quite right. Now, Jenny, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The Plains Entertainment System continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why?
0: Again, I'm, I'm terrible for ameliorating things. <laughs> so I will I will find the redeeming features in films, and I like a lot of terrible films that other people hate, mm. because because they are bad. <laughs> I like them for the kitsch factor, um, and and just in an ironic kind of way. Um, it's it's tough. <laughs> it has been it, this has been brutal trying to find out a film that I <laughs> hate that much and that I've actually watched because I've got to the point now where I just switch them off if I'm not enjoying yeah. them. But it's. I've worked out that the films I like the least are the ones that I've been made to watch. Okay. Everybody, you know, you're like, oh, you love this film, let, it, let me put it on for you. And they sit there the whole time watching you, watching it.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, I hate God, the pressure. God, this is
0: dreadful. Um, and, you know, I had an ex-boyfriend years and years and years ago um, who was obsessed with Jean-Claude Van Damme. So I've seen all of Jean-Claude Van Damme's <laughs> films up till about 2002. Wow, that's, um, that's and, way more
1: than you need to have seen, I think.
0: Yeah, those are... Those are up there, um, and I think the probably the worst experience though, which is burning to my mind, was sitting around with three friends who all said, "You must watch this film. It's great. You'll love it." And it's called the Boondock Saints. <laughs> um, and and if you've not seen it, it's sort of a, a an action shooty crime thriller romp. Uh, set in the Boston Irish-American community Uh, and there's just a lot of willful shooting about weird plot no one knows really what's happening and the only light relief is when Willem Dafoe just comes in and Choose the scenery for three minutes, and then goes away for twenty minutes. Like, come back! You're the only thing that's making this a redeeming feature. Yeah. So I'm I'm watching this. It has um the reason one of my friends really liked it is she's obsessed with Norman Reedus, who's uh, in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So she thinks it's a, a wonderful film just because he's in it, and it's at best it's a B movie with very little plot <laughs> and a lot of shooting, which is kind of not. It, it, that's that's out with my taste arena. I'm putting it as politely as possible, um, but I gave it a chance. And but the whole way through, all three of them were kind of just looking at me like she's enjoying this. She's enjoying this. She's enjoying that. And I'm, like, I'm really not enjoying this. It's just a lot of willful violence for no real end. I mean, it's why I stopped watching the The Walking Dead because there was just a lot of violence with no reason. Yeah, and they killed off two of my favorite characters. Like I'm out now. There was too much... Vi- it, was, it became like violent porn. Yeah. So I I, I I, did one. I literally walked out of the room <laughs> and it was with the same three people I was watching walk The Walking like, Dead. I'm out now. We have sat through this for six series and I'm gone. I'm done. I've invested all this time.
1: Bye. Well, I watched the trailer for this. I haven't seen the whole film but I watched the trailer and it's pretty extraordinary. I mean, it looks like it was made in sometime in the 80s. I've just looked it up and it was 1999. So it looks yeah. way too recent for it to have to be like it looks, yeah. basically. I mean, in the trailer even, like the trailer that you know, they've got the silly voice over and it's all it it almost looks like a spoof because it's so kind of ridiculous. I mean in the trailer there were two scenes where a guy just sort of stands there looking moody lighting a cigarette and nothing else happens in that clip. It's just there's a lot of smoking for no reason in it. And like Yeah it's like a really it's sort of like a fourteen year old's idea of what's what was cool but a 14-year-old in like the mid-90s or something, yeah. it's, I can't believe it's only 20 years old. It's, and the weird thing is, so looking up now, on IMDb, it's got 7.8 out of 10. So that's sort of not bad. <sighs> rotten Tomatoes, 25%. Um, that's
0: a that's more realistic, I think, as a, as a measure when you're looking at Rotten Tomatoes.
1: But then Google users, 91% like this film. So, I mean, it's very divisive. Um, which I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad. It probably is a bad thing if you're trying to make an entertaining film. Um, <laughs> it just looks like it's like one huge joke, and and Willem Dafoe's acting. There's a lot of points where I don't know why someone's got their top off, but there's a lot of men with their top off, but like yeah. they're they're not. But
0: that that links in with Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, that's part of the drinking game. Every time there's a a, a needless shirt off hunky man situation. Hmm. Drink it, yeah. So there probably is a great drinking game to do with Boondocks Saints. Yeah,
1: every time they shoot a gun, do a shot. I mean,
0: oh, you're dead. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> alcohol poisoning immediately.
1: Yeah, it looks terrible, and also just something that I don't know. It's just you're. I think if it starts off looking that bad, you're only going to find more flaws in it as as you watch it for eternity on the island.
0: Yeah. Although I, I probably would just get really into it and become my my bible and cult <laughs> classic, and I would learn every line of dialogue, and uh, and pro- I probably I would get Tony Stark to invent me a video camera, and then I could do a, a fan remake of it, yeah. shot by shot, <laughs> me and Bing <laughs> as fraternal twins. <laughs>
1: I bet Joey Essex would love it, though. He'd just be sitting there, oh, yeah, look, watch this bit where he's going to smack him right in the face. You no, know, and rewinding it constantly for you to, like, see it again in slow-mo or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is it's it is probably one of his favourite films.
1: I did quite want to watch it now, having seen the trailer. It looks like one of those so bad, it's good sort of things. But also, I haven't got that much time in my in my personal life to watch things that are shit. So, you know, I'm just going to not bother.
0: Yeah, I mean... If if you did if you did have time to spare, I would say watch it, but don't expect an awful lot from a film that has Ron Jeremy in the cast.
1: Oh God, that's not good. It feels like it was yeah. They did a focus group of men at a pub and said, "What do you want in a film?" And this is what came out. Yeah, and put Ron Jeremy in it. He's a legend.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the cast list, and there is no there's no main female character in it. No. So Alice in Bechdel is turning in a... She's not dead, but she'd be turning in a grave if she was dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> not only there's no female characters the, to talk about other men, there are just no female characters.
1: Wow. Okay. Marvellous. And uh, to distract yourself from that, what what would your song choice be?
0: Um, I, I bet Joey Essex loves this. <laughs> um, All Summer Long by Kid Rock. Oh, I man. bet that's not the first time that's been chosen. I don't think so. Because yeah. th- I think there's... There's a special place in hell for uh, needless and and disrespectful cover versions, and this is a double. It's a
1: doubler. Yeah, so it's half um, Sweet Home Alabama and half Werewolves of London, isn't it?
0: Yeah, which is a, a an interesting mix. Anyway, I mean, I, I get it musically, but thematically they're different songs.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but it's like someone went, "Oh, let's do Let's do a cover of a." Uh... Sweet Home Alabama and then someone in the studio went do you know what I've always thought that the riff from Sweet Home Alabama sounds quite like uh, Were- Werewolves of London and they thought yeah it does let's put them both in and it's like why would you why would you it's like a weird mash up cover version
0: and then add in Kid Rock who, who would be on my long list of dicks mm. for the island because he's just a dick yeah Um. I mean I've never met him I've never worked with him but I've seen enough of his um personality <laughs> To know that he ain't putting no. that on, <laughs> <laughs> he is just generally um, an asshole. Uh, so yeah, it's it's one of those that, despite yourself, you'd be dancing along to if it was on the radio, and then you'd be like, "Oh crap, it's mm. that one. It's not. It's not my fave. It's my least fave." Yeah. And it's that's you've just betrayed by it. It's Carib.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It is Carib. You're like, "Oh yeah, we'll bl- Oh no, it's not Weeble's." <laughs> how dare you kid rock
1: <laughs> two positives very much make a negative in this in this uh, example don't they i mean it's like you took two yeah it's solid completely bastardized tunes and just ruined it yeah also it's i've always thought this so there's some really clunky bits in it when you're sort of going we didn't have no internet but man i never will forget blah 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 and i know the words because i work at yeah. a commercial music stations so i've heard it quite a lot <laughs> and um but and then there's a bit where you just Talking about making love by the lake all summer long, and that sounds nice in a song. But if I'm going for a nice stroll by the lake with my family, and I see Kid Rock humping away on the banks, it's just not appropriate. It's like you kind of there's this nice sort of like trying to give this idea of like a sort of I don't know, oh remember summers when we were young, carefree, no internet, just having sex outdoors. You know, yeah, but it's not. It's not when you were young, Kid Rock. Stop shagging that woman now, because. Like, my kids seen that now and i've got to explain all sorts of things all the bing in the world won't distract him from that
0: also midges yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah and it's i don't know i just it's yeah it's a shit song
0: yeah it's 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 everything and nothing all at once mm. and it it doesn't tell it, it it's yeah it's just it's just the worst it is just the worst because i'd spent quite a long time thinking trying to cuz when you look at lists of what's been voted the worst number one and all that sort of stuff i've been looking at going banger banger (laughs) banger banger love (laughs) that one (laughs) know all the lyrics to that one even if it's in an ironic karaoke Mm. way but this is just this song's just disrespectful
1: Mm. it feels like you know when you're on holiday and you don't quite know your way around yet and someone recommends somewhere and you walk in and they've seen you before there's time to walk out, and it's like a Western-themed bar, and, you know, know, I'm not even in America, (laughs) but I'm in this weird sort of saloon in Gran Canaria or something, and they're making me do really bright-coloured shots, and I'm like, it's only two in the afternoon, and that's playing, isn't it, Mm -hmm. on a loop? It's that sort of, like, coyote-ugly aesthetic of just sort of, like, fake cowboy redneck kind of vibes, which nobody asked for, but some reason we have to put up with
0: yeah I'm, i am I mean i've never been to gran canaria but i i know mm, that bar yeah. <laughs> i feel like i I feel like i know it. i feel like there's one everywhere
1: yeah like everything is sticky you know like why is everything sticky
0: yeah i think i went to that bar in barnet
1: yeah yeah i think it's there too
0: there is one there's one um it was really mm. weird and there's nobody in there because it was two in the <laughs> afternoon um but they were they were still going for that aesthetic and I'm pretty sure there was some kid yeah, rock going on. Yeah.
1: It's always two in the afternoon in Kid Rockland. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, and finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why?
0: This I have I, I had no qualms about. There was no debate for me on this.
1: Okay, what's it going to be?
0: Sloths. A sloth? Sloths are the worst. I hate... I want to do a whole podcast series about just... I could talk for hours about (laughs) how I hate sloths.
1: Right. What is it particularly... Because I feel like they've had quite a resurgence recently. You know, like every now and again, there's like a little emoji or like stuffed toy that becomes Mm. popular. And you see them on like Instagram stickers and stuff. I think I feel like sloths have become quite cute these days in people's minds.
0: Yeah, yeah. I said bring back llamas Mm because, yeah, um, sloths are... They're disgusting, Mm. because they're covered in lichen and moss and disgustingness. Um, And I have this really sneaking suspicion that they're all evil and they're they're (laughs) fooling us. They're playing a very, very long game. They're not that slow. Those claws that they've got...
1: Oh, yeah, they're disgusting. They could
0: eviscerate a human very easily if they could be asked. Yeah. Now I think they just—they're just, they're just biding the time. They've got those evil beady little eyes. Mm. I was—I I think I was traumatized as a child. I—I op- I had a book of animals, and I'd never heard of a sloth before, never seen a sloth. And I opened the, this page with this just those staring, creepy little eyes and that weird flat face, and I, I've never liked them ever since. I, I am actually phobic about them. Yeah. Is, is a th- I, I, I will hate it when someone posts a picture of a sloth, even a toy sloth. I, they're just disgusting. Went to Chester Zoo with my family and to get to the Jaguars, you had to pass underneath the sloth area. Oh. Like, literally, there were sloths overhead. Uh, because I love Jaguars so much, I went through but I had to go with my eyes closed and my little my little nephew had to lead me by the hand. <laughs> so I didn't trip over anything. It was very, very embarrassing. But I got to see the Jaguars but mm. I was still I was not comfortable in the knowledge that they were nearby. I ha- I do have this really fear that they've got on so long mm. pretending to be gentle and cute and all that sort of stuff. And then, given half a chance, if they got close enough to me because they hate me so much, they will kill me. They will rip <laughs> me to shreds, they will tear out my innards and torture me because they're just they're just evil. Look at the little faces, yeah. and also yeah if you if you can't be asked to get out of the the tree to even move so you get mossy and moldy, that's just disgusting, yeah, I mean, and it's they're so t- stupid that they will. Um, I think once a week they'll get out of the tree to defecate. Mm. And that's like, why? Just poo from up there. You're already gross. Yeah. And that's when they get, that's when predators get them. That's <laughs> just really stupid. Yeah. Don't do it, man. It's
1: just so just don't weird. do it. Yeah, I think because they sort of, they're one of those animals that look a bit like they're smiling. They're sort of resting face. Can they kind of, look, yeah, they've got a mm. sort of little like goofy face, haven't yeah. they? But yeah, the claws are disgusting. If you sort of look at the coat where it's all just, yeah, full of moss and crap. I mean, that's not pleasant. You think of us sort of human equivalent. I mean, that's pretty nasty. They look a bit like... Because they move so slowly and deliberately, they always look a little bit like they're sort of being controlled by someone. So if, I can imagine them just all being models, and it turns out that, you know, as soon as you... Walk past them, their eyes go red, and they're actually cameras. You know what I mean? They look yep. very animatronic because they move. Yeah. It. You know, like pandas all look like a human in a suit. That it's really hard to believe they're their own thing, yeah. and someone isn't controlling them.
0: Yeah, Abs- I'm I'm absolutely with you on this. Mm. They look like they they were invented by somebody fairly recently, <laughs> and they're all out there and we're now in the stage where they're lulling us into a false sense of security. Mm. And we all just think they're adorable and we, you know, they're getting more popular and they're going to be in every country in every zoo. And then someone flicks the switch back at the evil lair. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're all dead.
1: And also on the island, I mean, even if it's overrun with them and it's a food source, it can't be nice to eat when it's... No. I mean, they've just sat around and there's all that crap all over them and they probably stink.
0: Yeah, they're just rancid. They're a bit yeah. absolutely disgusting. I, I, I hate I hate snakes and I hate spiders. I've got I do have mm. phobias of them, but they are vital to a, a an ecosystem. Mm. I can see their place in the world. What What good is a sloth? It's not contributing anything, and and it probably wouldn't eat them anyway because yeah. I'd be too scared to hunt them down. Unless uh, Joey Essex ain't doing it.
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um might give tony stark something to occupy himself with he can shoot them with lasers but he'd probably like more of a challenge he'd probably like some really big game so he wouldn't go for the sloths cuz they'd be too easy yeah. so he would
0: be weaponizing them yeah which is even worse yeah but there would, i think there would be some sort of rift on our island and it would be a civil war situation <laughs> um it'd be me and bing <laughs> versus those lot oh, Joey s would have pick on a your side. team yeah
1: <laughs> yeah <sighs> I'd, I'd drown him <laughs> Fair you know, enough.
0: we're on an island there'd be an accident <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I think it's a, a fine final addition to your uh, horrendous looking island so you've done a very good job today thank you very much for coming on Jenny and where's the best place to sort of catch up with what, uh, what you're up to at the minute
0: we have got new episodes of The Chase at 5pm on mm-hmm. ITV and STV every weekday um, and my podcast, which I host with Lucy Porter and which you've guested on, mm-hmm. Fingers on Buzzers, all about quizzing and quiz shows and nostalgia and uh, learning lovely new facts mm-hmm. and having a bit of a laugh, is uh, it's Fingers on Buzzers and it's available wherever you're listening to this.
1: <laughs> lovely. Well, thank you very much again for coming on. That was superb. So thank you again.
0: Cheers.